Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. G'day, I'm Kevin Hillier and welcome to this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. This is episode 35 and today I'm going to meet a most fascinating uh, local business person in Mark Round from Symmetry Physiotherapy and Sports Medicine. Uh, Not only in Hoppers Crossing but uh, eight locations around uh, the west and north of uh, Melbourne including Port Melbourne. So I'll talk to Mark fairly shortly about uh, the success of his business and uh, his philosophies behind that and exactly what Symmetry Physiotherapy and Sports Medicine is all about. That's coming up shortly. Uh, This uh, podcast brought to you by the Wyndham City Council and uh, the council of course uh, Mark uh, and uh, his team at Symmetry winners uh, this year of the Professional Services uh, Medium uh, Award at the uh, 20 19 Wyndham Business Awards. If you're looking at the 2020 awards, you need to have a chat to the uh, Wyndham Council's Economic Growth Unit. They can help you not only with that, but with a whole lot of uh, things uh, involved in uh, in setting up your business, in uh, helping your business run. Just if you need a sounding board, they're the people you should be having a chat to. You can get in touch with Daryl and the team down there, business at wyndham.vic.gov.au. That's business at wyndham.vic.gov.au. They can tell you all about next year's business awards and also, of course, tell you about uh, all the things that uh, they they uh, have experience in, in uh, running a business in the city of Wyndham. They know all about it and they can help you with a a whole range of things so make sure you uh, uh, get in touch business at windham.vic.gov.au but let's get to our guest for this week on the Talking Windham podcast. On the Talking Windham podcast, uh, my guest this week is uh, Mark Round from Symmetry Physiotherapy and Sports Medicine, not only in Hoppers Crossing, but all over the place. We'll discover uh, exactly uh, what Symmetry is all about as we introduce Mark. Hello, mate. How are you going? Good, thanks, Kevin. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, tell us, I guess, uh, firstly, uh, what, uh, what Symmetry Physiotherapy and Sports Medicine actually is. Um, so we're uh, a physiotherapy and allied health business, Kevin. We um, started primarily as physio, but we've developed other disciplines over the past few years of our business journey. Um, so obviously looking after people when they're injured, or, but more so now even just looking after their fitness and trying to keep people moving and, and back doing what they love, It's a, so along with physio. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an all-encompassing thing that's actually grown uh, naturally, hasn't it? The business, you mean, or yeah. the services? Yeah, the services, well, both. Yeah, yeah. Look, it has. So obviously, initially physio, but now we add podiatry and dietetics and myotherapy and psychology to that to really round out the services. And from an overall business point of view, Kevin, yeah, look, it's it's grown organically over time. Where there's been opportunities with staff looking for the next stage of their career, and obviously, yeah, you know, where there's been gaps in the market that we've been involved in. Um, when, when and where did you start, Mark? I started in, in Hoppers Crossing as a, I'm born and bred Hoppers boy. My first job once I graduated was at a practice on Dermot Road in Hoppers Crossing. Yeah. And after four or five years working there, I um, bought into that clinic and that was probably the start of the business journey. Um, so born and bred in, in the, the Wyndham area in Hoppers Crossing and the, the growth has come from there. So what's the, uh, what's the basic philosophy of, of symmetry as a, as a place where people come? Yeah, look, we try and um, make sure we've offered, you know, excellent um, client service. We Our vision is to set the standard in healthcare, Kevin, so we try and um, keep it at a high level. We want to make sure that everyone who comes through our doors not only gets relief from what they've come in to see us, but they also get a professional and friendly service. 
So we want to be able to um, fix people when they're broken. So if they've got an injury, whether it be back, you know, knee, shoulder, but also help them on their, their health and fitness journey. And, and we're realising now with the, the health issues within our communities, it's not just a break-fix model where you've got an injury. It's more so around ongoing fitness and health to make sure that we you know, avoid you know, diabetes and all of the um, bigger health issues. When did you make that connection or who made that connection between, you know, you go in with a, you've got a sore knee, you go in, but that actually affects you as a human being in terms of the way you feel and how you, how you look at things and, and mentally it, it, has, it has an enormous effect because you've got pain in one area that's, that actually affects you as a human being, as a total human being. Yeah, very much. So I reflect when I graduated, Kevin, it was very much was someone would come in with an area of the body which was hurt and we would try and provide relief so they could go back and do what they wanted to do. Now it's become a much more holistic thing around what is that impacting on that person's lifestyle? What are they not able to do that they want to be able to do or they love doing? And it becomes a much bigger thing, which might therefore mean looking at the diet, um, looking at an exercise program, looking at the feet from a podiatry point of view. So it's not just a sore knee anymore. We look at the whole body about getting people back to what they want to do. And I guess that's an education that uh, we as human beings have have come uh, to grips with too, because we didn't know why we felt bad. We, you know, we thought, oh, it's it's my knee. Once I get that fixed, I'll be fine. But it actually goes a little deeper than that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no doubt the community is much more aware of of that whole process too. And that it's not just an area; it's more not just an area of the body. It's it's a it's a lifestyle or it's a fitness change to try and make sure that we keep active and and keep um you know keep going basically. Mark, in the time that you've been obviously involved in the industry now, which is a fair while, uh, obviously there's been massive changes, I would imagine, in the way you go about treating things like a sore knee or a, a, you know, an ankle uh, or just a sort of problems with the body. That, that would have changed a hell of a lot. Yeah, it has. I mean, the, the fundamental um, principles are still the same in terms of there will be um, an injury needs to be diagnosed and needs to be managed. Probably the main difference now, though, is that that follow-up around, okay, we've, we've got the pain settled down, the function's back. Well, how do we prevent this happening into the future? So if you use knee pain as the example, and it might be someone coming back from a knee reconstruction on a football field, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So it's not just getting them back out on the footy field. It's about um, the preventative side of that not happening into the future. And same thing, I guess, with back pain, which is a really recurrent injury. We want to make sure that we can settle the pain down, but we want to make sure that we put steps in place to avoid that into the future. Uh, a bad pun, not intended, but is is the back the core part of your of your uh, you know of everything that sort of revolves around uh, what we do? Oh, look, it's a big one. Yeah, we look at our um, you know, the statistics of who comes through our doors, and fifty percent is the low back. Um, so there's no doubt that impacts on everything, and and we see that people who come in with back pain, they will sometimes end up neck pain as a compensatory mechanism or even potentially down the chain with hip and and leg pain and the dreaded sciatica is is a big one where you know you get um, pain coming from the discs and the nerve in the back which travels down the leg it is a massive part of it and it's yeah everything that we do whether it be standing walking sitting sleeping even you are involving your back to a certain extent so you can't get away from it um, so uh, for people who've never walked in the front door of Symmetry, uh, any of the, I think, what, eight locations now? Yeah, that's right now, eight now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what, when they walk in, what do they, what do they see? What do they get? Um, so look, they'll get a, a very smiling um, front office um, person greeting them. Absolutely. Um, they'll obviously um, be there and, you know, fill in a little bit of paperwork, but then they'll be waiting for whichever practitioner they're seeing who we want to um, take a history um, find out what's wrong and how it's impacting on their lifestyle and then put steps in place to make sure that we can, number one, settle things down and number two, try and look at a, a long-term strategy for them. So we want to make sure that they are heard, 
that their goals are looked after and it's it's a two-way conversation rather than being talked down to. And I guess the thing that people obviously have to get their head around too is that it is a long-term strategy because you don't just fix uh, these things instantaneously. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's certain injuries which can get better you know, pretty quickly, like a rolled ankle is a good example of one which settles pretty quickly. But then there's also we've got to make sure that that ankle gets strong so that it doesn't happen into the future. And obviously there are other injuries which do take a lot longer to settle down. And again, we need to make sure that there's a strategy to, um, to keep that going well in the future. Uh, for someone like yourself, Mark, how much constant sort of learning is there involved in in what you do in terms of the way the new things that come through and the the new studies that come out and all that sort of stuff? Is that is that an ongoing process you've had to uh, kind of hook into? Yeah, look, it, it is ongoing and it always will be in the health space. There's always new research coming out. There's new evidence around um, assessment techniques or treatment techniques or diagnostic techniques. You know, the new evolution in scanning and imaging. Um, so it's, it will ever, be, it will always be an ongoing learning. And any health practitioner who says they know it all is delusional because it could uh-huh. change the, in the next uh, short period of time. So it's an ongoing process, and that's something that, as a business, we take really seriously. Where we do a lot of internal. Um, learning and education, and we obviously try and look at the external stuff as well. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you about was the was the staff. What, what, what do you look for in the people? Because, I mean, in terms of the Wyndham Business Award, you won the uh, the Professional Services uh, Award, which is, is about the service that you give to people. So what do you look for in the, in the people that you employ? Yeah, look, we, we look really clearly at the person, Kevin. First off, you mentioned the word services there, that, that we need the right person first, then we look at their technical skills after that. We need to make sure that anyone who comes through the door is going to trust, respect and like the person that they're sitting across from when they have a consultation. We also feel that we can um, upskill people in their technical skills, but if they haven't got that ability to build rapport, show respect, have empathy, that we're not going to be able to train those inherent personal skills. So we look at person first and technical skills second. What uh, what attracted you to the industry? Why 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 did you choose this one over you know all the other things that you probably could have done at the time? You know, I'm probably a really common one in physio, Kevin. In that, I, as a young kid, I played a lot of sport, and I remember I was around about 14, 15, and I was developing some knee pain, and I went and saw the great Barry Richardson, the old. Uh, Richmond um, coach who was a physio at the time and and I developed an instant love for the fact that he was able to work out what was wrong with me, help settle it down and then set me an exercise program to get better. So I fell in love with the idea of physio then and and basically was lucky enough to learn that quite early, worked hard through school um, to to get into uni and go from there and I've always just enjoyed that, that interaction with people and ability to help them with whatever issue they've got and help them with their lifestyle. I was going to say, it's a job that comes with an enormous amount of satisfaction, doesn't it? Well, very much so. It's it's one where you're constantly rewarded. And I, I joke with my mates in different industries where that when you are consulting, you're able to have multiple episodes of care throughout the day where you're able to help someone. They think you've done a great job. They thank you and you get paid for it. It's yeah, a really yeah. nice way to, to look at it. And, and the, the main reasons that most people get into physio is trying to help people. And it's that ongoing learning and, and expertise that comes with it. Now, being uh, you know uh, human beings, we, we make mistakes, we do silly things, and we finish up in your uh, at symmetry, uh, getting uh, bits of uh, bits of our body repaired and fixed. Um, if there's one tip you could give people about uh, you know uh, the, the the most common thing you see that could easily be avoided, is it is it people trying to pick things up that they shouldn't pick up and do on their back? Is it is it uh, just what, what what's the one thing that instantly comes into your head? Yeah, look, it probably would be that, Kevin. It's a hard one because there's different elements to it, but back pain can be so debilitating 
And back pain can come on so quickly from poor lifting technique or lifting something heavy without support or you know sitting in ordinary posture. So that would be the, the first one I would look at would be be really careful with your lifting technique. Be really careful with how much you're lifting and get some support because if you do do too much, you can get some pretty significant back pain pretty quickly and it can be really debilitating. You would obviously see a, a range of, uh, of ages. I mean, from uh, from uh, in the sort of 70 or 80-year-olds, I imagine, right through into – you see many kids in your in your practice? Yeah, we do, absolutely. Yeah, look, we see you know, anyone from, from a few months old through to in their 90s, Kevin, and we have um, – physios who specialise in the paediatrics area. Yep. Um, you know, it's probably more common when you hit the threes and fours, you'll start to get the more, the, the musculoskeletal injuries, but absolutely we, we see the kids. And again, going forward, so we are an ageing population, which is a wonderful thing, but it does put demands on the health system. So um, people are working longer, people are trying to stay in homes longer. So it's that keeping those people moving without um, hospital admissions, without knee replacements and hip replacements. So we see a lot of the older population as well. You mentioned uh, sports, uh, that you were involved in sports, and I know you're involved at the Werribee Footy Club, the Hoppers Crossing Footy Club, and many other footy clubs and sports clubs around the uh, around the western suburbs. Uh, is that an area that's changing fast, or is that an area where it's it's uh, same old, same old? In terms of physio with the sporting club? Yeah. Um, oh, look, it's evolving, but it's still it's a bit same old, same old in that the, the role of the physio and the medical team is really important in those clubs because it's about getting people back on the field quickly. Um, it's changing just in the technology that comes with it, the ability to scan an injury quickly to work out exactly what's wrong and then set a really accurate time frame on recovery. That's probably where the big change is. And, and we, in you know, 15 years ago, when I was heavily involved in sports clubs, a lot of it was the, the, the really educated guessing. Whereas now with, with the imaging, we can actually put a really accurate time frame of when people will be able to get back to all the milestones they need to to, to get back to sport. Um, a career path, is uh, is that uh, has that changed much since when you did it or is it pretty much, as I said, same old, same old? And, and what uh, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about getting into the uh, into the physio area as a, as a career path? Um, look, the career path is definitely developing, Kevin, in, in the Australian Physio Association, which I'm also involved in, is, is going through the process of setting a career pathway um, program. Um, there's, there's different ways you can go within physio that not everyone knows about. So we also work heavily in the hospitals where we're involved in um, neurology so people have had strokes or Parkinson's disease also in intensive care for when people come out of big surgeries we look after the movement and and what we call chest physio which is getting the lungs going again there's obviously a really um, big movement now in disability with the NDIS so a lot of um, physios now working in the disability sector which does tend to be kids but also goes through um, adult life as well there's obviously research um, teaching at universities, um, you know, working at sports clubs, as I mentioned before. So there's lots of different pathways which are which are developing as time goes on. A lot of uh, specialisation that I would imagine probably wasn't around officially uh, when you started? Um, absolutely, yeah. Look, the, the disability sector was not a big sector. The aged care sector was not a big sector. Again, when I graduated, you, you tended to either work in what was termed the public sector or the private sector. So you either went into work in a public hospital or you went to work in a private practice. Now there's probably half a dozen different varieties of that to, to work in. So it's a really exciting um, area for physio and for, for health um, more broadly. I want to talk about the uh, the business awards, and obviously you've uh, you've been involved in in those for a few years now. I'm winner, of course, of the professional services one that I mentioned earlier. Uh, how have you found that as an experience? 
I think it's a wonderful experience, Kevin, and I think that the Wyndham Council and uh, do a fantastic job in putting those awards on. And, and look, they are the envy of many other um, councils in terms of the award processes and the awards dinner. I reckon it's a, it's a wonderful process, and look, we do it for a couple of reasons. The, one is it's a really good sort of sense check for where you're at as a business. Are there areas that you're missing? Are there areas that you're doing well or not so well? And the other one is it really is a good reward for effort for our for our team and our staff. And the joy that that I saw on uh, for the team when we won the award was was worth every bit of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, your uh, your uh, the growth of your business uh, across the western suburbs and into uh, into Port Melbourne. You've obviously seen the growth of the entire city of Wyndham uh, in that period of time. It's uh, pretty scary sometimes, isn't it? Oh, look, it's massive, Kevin. I reflect that you know, my parents bought one of the first estates of in Hoppers Crossing behind the train station where it was pure, it was pretty much paddocks. Yep. Um, and I've either lived or worked in Wyndham for my whole life, and the growth is astronomical. Um, you know, the infrastructure is not keeping up with it, but yeah, the, the growth is just absolutely huge. And that's obviously you know, allowed, you know, a huge population growth, but also the the growth in the schools and the sports clubs and and the people in the area. It is absolutely huge. It's wonderful, but we just need to make sure we we keep up with the infrastructure to get people in and out of the area. Yeah, common common theme that comes from all of us who've driven around the area for a number of years. We all say oh. the same thing. Uh, the, yeah. the the other part I wanted to talk to you about with symmetry is uh, is your connection with the with the local community. Yeah, look, we see that as a really big one, and obviously I've got a, a vested interest in. I love the community, but as part of a, a business, we need to be involved with the community and there's multiple levels you know we've talked about sports clubs which is a big part of what we do but there's there's multiple levels with schools so we take on work experience students we take on students from universities in the area who are doing either physio or sports sports science or exercise physiology we try and be involved in presentations to schools um you know child care centers um, you know, churches. So as much as we can do, we try and get out and about in the community. And it's not just that people would necessarily come to us. We'd like to go out to them as well. And we see it as a really big part of what we do to be heavily involved in all local community events. Eight locations, as I mentioned, across uh, the, the western into Port Melbourne. Uh, any, uh, any expansion in the, uh, in the future? Um, look, we're looking to expand, Kevin, but not for the sake of expanding. We sort of we don't have a number that we set. It's more around the next opportunity for a staff member who's looking for the next stage of their career, but also if there is a, is a gap in the in the market in an area. So, yes, is the answer to that I, I can't uh, mention too much at the minute because we've got a couple of um, potential things happening right now. But we are always looking to grow. But it's it's for the sake not for the sake of a number or for the sake of of another another clinic. It's more around an opportunity for one of our existing staff and also in a community that we want to in, involve ourselves in. When you uh, when you set Symmetry up in 2001, uh, uh, as we head to 2020, which is you know, mm. not, not, not far short of 20 years, uh, uh, did you envisage the, the kind of growth and, and business you've got now back then? No, I didn't at all, Kevin. To be honest with you, when I finished um, university, I didn't anticipate being involved in business at all. You know, I was like most young physios. I wanted to be involved in an elite sports team. And I did a bit of that for a period of time. But then it became apparent to me that I wanted to be involved in the growth of other people within the industry. And that was probably where the business journey started. So no, look, I didn't have any idea at all it would get to the stage it is. And I probably reflect on, on one little story that it probably wouldn't have happened if I didn't in many ways 
burn myself into the ground. And it's a bit of a warning in it for, for, for those in small business that I basically pushed myself to a physical and mental standstill early in my career where I was you know, probably doing 30-odd hours trading time, 30-odd hours management time, where I basically you know, drove myself to a standstill, which meant I had to have some time off work with chronic fatigue. Oh, okay. What that allowed me to do, Kevin, was to reset things and work out where the what I was adding value, and what I was adding value in was helping other people, and that was probably where the growth occurred because I was able to step back, allow other people to do things, and 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 allow opportunities for other people within the staff group. Yeah, micromanaging is it? It's it's a, it's almost a compulsion in some ways, isn't it? It's a really hard one to get out of, Kevin, because it's your baby and you see that the only way that you can make things work is to work harder, but not necessarily smarter. And to be honest with you, I don't think that if if I didn't run myself to a standstill, I probably still would have been doing an element of that anyway. So it's probably in some ways lucky that I did that. But to be able to step back and and take a bit of a helicopter view and really have a good look at the business from 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 the top helps you see where you need to um, add structures underneath that. Is that Has that uh, been a good thing for you now that you have a kind of a, a litmus test of you know when you're heading into those areas again and you sort of step back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. look, it's been a really good thing and, and I reflect on that again with, with the other um, equity holders and managers within the clinic around being involved but also being able to step back and allow other people to, to shine as well. So it's been it's been massive um, for me personally but also for, for the clinics going forwards. Uh, yeah, and I mean just that work-life balance is, is is so essential, and and if you don't have it, you miss out on so many things. Yeah, absolutely, and I've been lucky now that I try because I don't have an active caseload anymore from a training point of view. That my work is my work. So if I've got something on with my kids during the week, I try and take my time off to do that. That might mean I work on the weekend or work at night time. That's fine, but I'm able to get that work life balance to spend some some time with the family, which you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, and it's really important, and we make sure that all of our staff have got interests outside of work socially, sport, theatre, whatever it is. Yeah. If all they're, all they're doing is coming in and working, they're not going to maintain that. So we're really big on that too. Um, do you think the uh, the health industry and the the health sector is in a reasonably good shape at the moment? Look, I think it's in really good shape, Kevin, to be honest with you. There's always things which need to need to tweak, and um, but I think it's in really good shape in terms of the, the services on offer. The community as a whole is starting to understand health and health literacy a lot better. So understanding what the drivers are and determinants of, of good health. So I, I think it is. Um, we are an ageing population. That's going to be a challenge that we are living longer and we are wanting to stay at home for a lot longer as a rule. So that's going to be a challenge on the, the health field. But I think overall it's in really good shape. Hey, Mark, been fantastic to have a chat to you. Uh, best of luck and continued success with uh, Symmetry Physiotherapy and Sports Medicine all around the western suburbs and in Port Melbourne. I uh, really appreciate your time on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Thanks, Kevin. Really enjoyed chatting with you. Fantastic to have Mark round and uh, good luck to Mark and his team at Symmetry Physiotherapy and Sports Medicine. And once again, our thanks to the Wyndham City Council for uh, being partners with us in the presentation of uh, this Talking Wyndham podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Don't forget if you uh, need to uh, get in touch with the uh, Council's Economic Growth Unit, they focus on uh, helping you with initiatives uh, uh, to grow local jobs in the the area. That's what they're all about, uh, growing local jobs, growing local businesses, and how all that kind of comes together is exactly what they do. 
they can help you in a number of areas, including if you uh, want to be part of the 2020 uh, Wyndham Business Awards, they can give you all the info on that as well. Just contact them via email. Uh, they're a good team, passionate team. They know what they're doing, uh, and they're available to you, business at wyndham.vic.gov.au. It's a resource there that you'd be mad not to use. Business at wyndham.vic.gov.au. Until the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Thanks for listening to Talking Wyndham, the podcast. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. <laughs>